taking long trips Moccasins on like a Cherokee Cruise the day till the stars peak All these dreams with their arms reach Every XL it calms me Trying to see the future like a palm read And it looks so bright through this bomb episode 209 it's just me today i know some of you guys like that some of you don't like that but you know george is still sick i think he's coming back next week hopefully uh, got an actual special guest on the line today you know obviously coming via skype we have mosh you know legendary sneaker customizer on the line Yes, sir. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and, and me before we got started, you know, me and Masha kind of talking, and I, I told them, you know, it was kind of funny how this even came about because if you guys remember, we talked about uh, his upcoming sneaker uh, that's you know set to release in August for pre-order, and uh, you know he sent me a message on Instagram, and you know he's a little bothered by you know some of the stuff I, I said, you know, regarding his baby. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like when you're a parent, your first kid, you're always like, yeah, you, you want to put out the best foot, make everybody think that your kid's the best looking kid out there. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I, and, and I and I hope you, you know, take it as that because I don't want to, like, offend anybody. But, like, I'm only speaking from regular person, consumer, sneakerhead person, you know. Oh, 100 percent. And that's the thing. Like, I, I tell myself, like, when you're creating something, you always know that it's not for everybody, no matter what. And if someone does like everything, you're doing something wrong. And see then, that, then, then you're then, like you said, you know, I mean, it's even going safer than you did, you know. Yeah, and, and that was the thing too. Like it was like, well, we could talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> uh, appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, comments, all that stuff to the podcast. You know, one of the you know things that we make sure we do is try to you know get. You're our very first guest after episode 200, you know, which, you know, is, is very big for us. You know, we wanted to kind of get through our top 50 sneakers of all time at first with George, you know, getting sick and uh, haven't been on the show. So you are our very first guest. And I think you might be the first and I, you're whole high profile to us. You know, you're definitely more <laughs> accomplished in your field than we are in ours. Um you know, a very respected, you know, in the sneaker community. I mean, if you think of Sneakum customizers, Mosh is the first one amongst all sneakerheads, you know, depending on how long you've been in, you know, the sneaker community, quote unquote game, whatever you want to call it. Mosh is definitely one of the people up there. So we definitely want to talk about his sneakers. And I kind of want to get his point of view on a few things and, you know, talk about the process of creating a sneaker. Um, but I do always ask everybody, you know, have you, have you picked up anything lately or this week or anything you're feeling? Um, let's see. Well, got the off-white fours. Got uh, those. Well, you know, real, um, quick question real quick. Does a Mosh have to work to get his sneakers? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes, you know, they just show up. Sometimes just get them. Okay. It's definitely a mixed bag. <laughs> well, that's kind of good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, with even with, you know, these times, it's like you don't want to ask for stuff. I'm never that type of person. So when they show up, I'm always very happy. <laughs> you could ask, though, right? Yeah, but oh, okay. I'm just not that guy because I know how it feels. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what's funny is I always, I always think about that. You know, we get a lot of people sometimes to the show, never about sneakers yet, but, you know, just things in general. And they say, yeah, just hit me up, ask anytime. And, you know, it's just a weird feeling for it because I never know if that means now I owe you, you know. 
Right. And, and that's obviously a person to person thing. Some people would be that way. And some people genuinely are just like, you know, at the goodness of their heart. So, you, you know, it's just a, definitely a character thing. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I worry, like, within the position that we're in right now, other people are in bigger positions to give to us than we are to them. So <laughs> it's like if the person here says, yo, let me know, let me know if you need those. And I let them know I don't have anything podcast wise to repay them. You know what I mean? Right. But I also think if, if with them, I guess, extending that branch or whatever, they, they understand that situation. So yeah. if anything, you just take the relationship and kind of. You know, just cultivate it and whatever. Right, and a lot of people do always thank us and appreciate us for just providing a free show. You know what I mean? It's a weekly show yeah, that does come sure. out of our pockets. So, you know. And the thing is, like, running the podcast is tough. You know, it's one of those things that you guys have to put a lot of time in, a lot of planning. You know, and God forbid, you know, when someone's sick, you know, you, the show must go on. Oh, 100%. So, so, uh, so what else you grab? Um, let's see. Um, the Lapstone and Hammer um, collab with... Uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers I got oh. uh, the t-shirt oh okay it's like it's like actually yeah my, my and Brian did look out for that one so I didn't I'm even, always to support them I didn't even know that dropped until I went to the page to look at a uh, new balance 327s and I was like wait a minute all this is already sold out when did it drop yeah it was, I think it was I think it was Saturday morning and I, I know everything went pretty quick you know the Eric Emanuel shorts which no matter where they go on sale they're getting sold out so oh, yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter and uh, yeah, that, that was about it for this week. Oh, I okay. think. yeah, yeah. This week was kind of slow. You know, I did try. I tried later for the uh, J Cole Pumas. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, me too. I actually did talk to my guy from Puma, and they, they just yeah. Even the guys there were like, yeah, we don't even have pairs for ourselves. Oh really? So, yeah, they were they're limited, but they did say there are a lot more colorways are coming out. Yeah, I think there's like two more colorways I already saw the other day. I, you know, limited on those. I, I guess I understood. I just I honestly thought. I could get these later. Like I didn't think much about it, but they jumped, you know. Yeah, they really did. I mean, considering how the other Puma basketball shoes, you know, the first one that came out that, you know, I mean, aesthetically wasn't the best looking shoe, but it was the first Puma basketball silhouette, so there's a little more buzz around it, but then it kind of cooled off. So I think people thought they were going to sleep, but then, you know, the J. Cole <laughs> thing certainly did help, even though, you know, you usually don't think of J. Cole as a fashion influencer but it's, it's, it was a dope model so and the colors were, were nice you know the, the model was really dope my whole marketing understanding of it you know i've always you know i would probably say besides dion you know for concepts which you talked to before and we mm -hmm. talked to uh you know from riff we talked to a, a bunch of people on this podcast and you know i've always you know one of these days i do want to talk to somebody who was like inside these companies because the marketing plan for the j coles i just didn't understand it like I thought it was really heavy on J. Cole playing actual basketball. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, I I think that it's probably one of the few times that they can have an, an actual organic play, you know, kind of mixing those things. I mean, you don't see Travis, you know, skating and doing stuff like that, but J. Cole actually is a hooper, so it's kind of dope that it actually does have a real crossover. Yeah, I think but the only other rapper I can think of. That could have a shoe that actually plays sports is maybe Quavo, <laughs> if anything. Yeah, if anything. But I, I found it surprising because, like you said, when Puma did release the first basketball model, they actually have basketball athletes, you know. And yeah. I don't see them anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Now, some of them aren't playoff bound in the bubble right now. Right. But still. But you, you, figure you, got, you figure you got Kuzma wearing them. 
You got uh, yeah. Green wearing them. <laughs> you got you do think. have some athletes. You got Aiden with the Suns. You got Kuzma, yep. like you said. So there are some Puma athletes. And I was like, okay, they got Master P narrating J. Cole. J. Cole looked like he ready for the offseason. You know, he was ready to, to hit the court. And I'm like, okay, this is a little different, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it did make it a little cool though. But yeah, and I remember I actually remember when, when Puma really did go heavy last year at ComplexCon in Chicago because I did an installation with them for um well, with Clyde Frazier, I did some custom stuff, and that's actually when they did a whole big thing with Cole and Dreamville, and they did a, like their own crossover. It was a whole big installation. It was a big to do, and it was it was cool. They had like a dunk contest and you know a bunch of street hoopers and whatever. Honestly. And it, it, it was dope. Like they 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 do they really do try hard to like not look like they're trying hard if that makes sense. All right. And so I I respect it, and obviously I might be a little biased because I work with them. But well, that was I respect it. <laughs> that's one of my things with Puma is that uh, I talked about like a few episodes ago. I was like, man, you know, Puma has a lot of really nice stuff. When you look on the website, you're like, dang, this stuff is really nice, but you would never know it exists. And then right. I click it, and I'm like, well, let me see how much. Let me see if they got this colorway. So a lot of the sizes are gone. Like people are yeah. actually, you know, buying it. And I'm like, man, Puma has like the designs it has everything i mean it has it there but like they're just not out there as much and i will say though that all-star weekend i do feel like puma had a bigger impact than a few other brands out there even nike for a little bit because i thought nike's um all-star appearance whatever i kind of thought it took a back seat i thought it was you know, regular. I mean, have like you had the off white or, you know, something that came out that week, a couple threes or whatever, and then you had yeah. Adidas with you know Yeezy and the tank trucks, whatever, which right, was right. a story within <laughs> itself, you know. But one of the big stories was J Cole on the sideline wearing those actual Pumas, and everybody was wondering what they were because they they were fire. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's it, the the All Star Weekend. It's funny because I remember like even like you go back to like. 2013, 2014, Nike always had those crazy rollouts with the whole all-star packs, and, you know, they, they've gone away from that. And I'm, I, th- I think the winner of all-star weekend was probably New Balance with Joe Fresh Goods. I mean, that was, like, the standout. I was you know, surprised I, with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for the guy. I mean, I think the fact that people are willing to stay in line overnight for some New Balances goes to show you, you know, what an influence that he has. And obviously, in his hometown, people are going to show him love. But the fact that he does this tour around the country – you know, not right now with COVID, but, right. you know, all his stuff selling out like hotcakes and, you know, it's all genuine. It's not like I, I just think Joe's great. Well, you know, it's funny. It's like about that with with that model. Like I I didn't expect that whatsoever. And New Balance is one of those brands where um, it's really hard to gauge what the public really thinks of New Balance. Like we look at New Balance as like it has every single thing we want in a sneaker, all the elements. It has perfect shapes. It goes with everything you can wear. It has the best materials you can find. Mad colorways. <laughs> Mad colorways, really pricey. But New Balance, if you don't have certain New Balance models, and that usually falls under the the fresh goods, the fags, the you know concepts. If you don't right. have certain models you could feel like you're not going to garner the attention you could get if you paid a 250 280 whatever new balance might cost on something else no 100% i i think that it kind of gets in that part where you want to go back and just get what you like and not for, you know, having someone look at your shoes and be like, oh, he's got the Ronnie's on. He's got the fresh goods. He's got the, you know, Jaden Smith's or whatever. Right. So I, it, it's it's tough in that respect. But it's also, you know, New Balance got smart. and was like, all right, well, we're going to work with these guys and, you know, we're going to give give Joe, let Joe run with the ball. And, you know, now kids in Chicago are checking for New Balances again. I mean, New Balances never really left 
where I'm from and like, you know, and like DC and stuff because they're staples. But, you know, those kids that were checking for Yeezys and checking for, you know, Jordan ones, now they're looking at new balances and now they're selling out. So it's like, it's cool to an extent. It's also good because now these kids are like, well, I didn't get these shoes, but let me see what other models they got. So then they discover the 1300s and then discover the 574s. And then right. when MB- MB1 comes back open, it's going to open up the floodgates, I think. I hope so. You know, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. Um, you know, which kind of, you know, I guess I'll just kind of get into it. I do have a couple of questions for you, like with regards to, um, you know, we're going to obviously talk about the Centralia and all that, you know, and kind of get into, you know, <laughs> you know, my take on it and, you know, yeah. understand it. But um, I've always wanted to ask you, you know, in this sense of like, you know, as a sneaker customizer, because like I said, like I. I am not just me. I think a lot of sneakerheads who have been in this for a very long time, they know Mosh. I mean, you've been on every single sneaker publication you could think of, whether or not you were actually interviewed. Like somebody has always talked about Mosh. You've been on every single sneaker show. You've been on podcasts. You've been on numerous things um, over the years and every single sneaker internet publication you could think of. You know, you've had some of the most legendary uh, custom designs, you know, um, in the past, you know, even to this day still. And I always wanted to ask you, you know, because we have a lot of personal friends and a lot of people who follow the podcast who are sneaker customizers. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a two part question, like with how much work you put into it and how popular you are. I mean, you've worked with some great people, celebrities, athletes and stuff. Do you feel like you've been slighted by brands? Um, I wouldn't say it's slighted. I mean, I, I think it got to a point that, you know, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 20 years now. So right. I feel like the younger generations may not even know who I am, but the people that I grew up, not grew up with, but like came up with, I mean, they're happy to see me kind of see the success because I kind of feel like I'm kind of running the, with the ball with that generation, if that makes sense. Right. You know, the guys that were doing the Soul Collector forums and the Nike talks back then. You know, a lot of these new kids, you know, they don't even know what that is. They know what YouTube is. Right. <laughs> That's about your Instagram. And, you know, it kind of shows my age, but it also just kind of shows how much I've seen and what I've learned. Um, but slated for the brands, I don't know. I, it got to a point where, you know, when you start, when I started, you know, I saw like what Sabotage was doing and Methamphibian and, you know, they were getting collaborations with, with brands, you know, like Sabotage got an SB. Right. Or, and they got a DC collab. And then, then I look at like Futura and Stash and like when I started, that's why I envisioned myself like that was like the pinnacle. That was the goal. Like, yeah, I want to get a Mosh shoe. Right. You know, I want to get get an Air Max with my whatever. And, you know, and it never really happened. And which was, you know, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't frustrating because it certainly was because I was like, what, you know, I'm working with LeBron. I'm working with all these people. What right. else do I got to do? And I always kind of like that mindset kind of haunted me. And, you know, then it was just kind of like flipping the switch and just realizing that okay man this is not just not the route that's for me and you know as soon as i kind of got over that part and trying to feel like i had to appease other people the better off i was if that makes sense yeah you know i i always look towards people who have been um a part of the sneaker you know community or whatever as far as like how hard they work and what they've done to reach the level that they've at and like i said i mean you've reached that top top and I think 
it's at some point like you know i'll even say like with podcasts so when you first start a podcast you know you think like wow maybe nike will want us to be the nike podcast one day you right. know you, i'm gonna be you, the joe rogan of right you really have these <laughs> things about you know these certain views about it and you know when we very very first started out you know like you talk about our age like you know um you know, we you you have that mindset, or even think like, man, maybe Nike will send us free sneakers, or we'll get Yeezys. You you think this <laughs> yeah. stuff, and then once you're in like year three, four, you're like, oh yeah, this isn't gonna happen. You've like opened yourself up to this like bigger reality. But I think it helps you a lot more, like you said, it opens your mind. Like you know what, I've thought this, but no, I've come to the realization that it's not, and it's gonna help me go into a better direction. Yeah, hundred percent, and and kind of even kind of parlaying that is you know when I launched the YouTube last year, it was a thing where you know my following was large you know on Instagram right. and whatever, and I was like oh well YouTube you know that'll be fine I'll get subscribers like that and you know it it was a you know a slow and steady climb but it certainly wasn't I had these ideas of grandeur of thinking I'm like yeah hey, I'll have a million subscribers in X amount of time nah that that's not how it works <laughs> so oh yeah it's like all right. So, but then I also know, you know, like, you know, being friends with Jack, who's, you know, is a, a master of YouTube and secret YouTube, you know, it, it might take five years for one video to get seen and go viral. So you never know. So I just kind of enjoy the process and just keep doing it. And if people, you know, the people that do watch it, they enjoy it. So it's like, you know, why not just keep documenting? Because I do, you know, I do so many projects with, you know, people that are notable. And this is might be the only chance that someone who's a fan of my work might be able to see an interaction with their favorite athlete or their favorite WWE wrestler or, you know, rapper or whatever. So it's like, what, why be greedy and just hold these experiences for myself? Um, how do you feel? So in your video, you know, when you're, you know, sort of introducing the centrality and stuff like that, you, one of the first things that you mentioned was, um, before even considering having your very own sneaker. And I want to make that clear for everybody who's listening, like his own sneaker, not a version of another sneaker. You said that you're an artist versus a designer. Um, yeah, it, it, it's different. And the, the reason why is, I mean, I have a fine arts background. I mean, I, I was doing paintings and murals and things like that all my life. I was drawing. And, you know, designer, that's a little more of a, you know, industrial design. You're busting out more, measurements and you know you see you can kind of tell a difference like i'm someone i don't really think of i never thought of building something from the ground up i always just thought i would put my art on something and make something that was already existing cooler or better and you know i just got to a point where you know, i was just kind of like all right well i've done all these things and i don't really see the the collaboration with the sneaker brand happening and i was just kind of like I think it's time to do it because I mean the idea has been thrown at me for years and years, you know, between friends or just colleagues and whatever, and I just never really felt comfortable because, you know, seminary comfort zone, no matter what it is, is always scary, and right. you know, being comfortable and knowing I can do custom artwork has always been simple to me. It never really came became difficult. You know, it was something that I'm efficient at. And I can bang out, you know, a portrait in a day, which you know might take another customizer a week. You know, it, it just got easy. I don't want to say easy, but you know what I mean? Like it was, right. uh, I just got better at it and I, I just didn't know what that next step was. And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I think, I think it's time for that shoot to happen. Like what else is there to do? You know, in my space. Um, what, do you, I mean, I don't want to say, why do you feel like something, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who like do custom sneakers and stuff. And, you know, I just, I, 
I would think that you guys, you know, your guys's, you know, culture would be some of the first people that you would go to to like have a little section in the brand or some sort of collaboration project every year to do so. And, you know, I've always like what what are your views on like a Don C or like a Virgil, you know, um, respectfully in your guys's craft of work i guess you know and yeah uh, i hate to bring them up and i only say that because like i don't view don c as a designer and people might and i guess artists might be proper i don't know if he draws or anything um um yeah it's tough because you know when you deal with someone like like a virgil or like a don it's it's different because I think they have the ideas and they luckily have, I think people that can help carry out that idea. Cause I mean, here's the thing. I mean, what, what Don has done and obviously his and, and Virgil's associations with, you know, who, who they associate with, you right. know, whether it's Kanye, whether it's, you know, all these other people, right. you know, the, the brands are going to work with people that they think move the needle, whether it's, you know, that, you know, culturally or whatever. And, you know, they obviously saw what Virgil did with off white at the time. And, you know, they saw an opportunity to let him do something. I mean, I, that's as much as I know. Hmm. Um, when, I, when I look at it, it's like, you know, Don had, had you know, the two, he freaking murdered. I think it was great. I think, you know, when he was doing the hats and doing the shorts. I mean, obviously, I, I know a lot of people were doing the hats, you know, right. with, the, with the snake skin and stuff. But, you know, I think Don was the person to kind of bring that out to the mainstream. So, you know, then the hype beast, you know, blogs or whatever again eyes on as opposed to like the local guy that's so on you know python on a brim right. so i i think they see them as you know is as much as you know i hate using these like tastemaker words they are you know people look at their style and see them doing something and they see that people are getting a reaction from it and it's like why not you know put put your you know eggs in that basket with them because they you know they've proven that people will pay attention to what they're doing what they're coming out with you know, and like those twos are dope. Like like the ones that Virgil, not Virgil, that uh, the dot did. Right. You know, the blue ones were fire. And so, so then, um, what what is like a so then would that be for you? Like, what is considered like the dark days for you? Like a creator. Like I feel like when you're a creator, you just have these moments of man, what am I doing? Type thing. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, as a as a creative person, you always want to have time to do stuff for yourself. And if you have an idea, like there's been times where I'll have something pop in my head in the middle of the night. You know, it might be an idea on a shoe, or and this is more like in the early days too, because mm-hmm. like before iPhones, I would like have a notebook of just ideas I'd write down like next to my bed, and I wake up in the middle of the night and I jot it down because I knew I'd forget it when I woke up. But you know, then the idea would like fester in me until I actually got it out. You know, even if I had like a bunch of orders, if I had this idea and I just kept, you know, poking at me, I couldn't, I couldn't move past it until I got that idea out. And I think what happens is, is you know, as, as great as to, to have lots of orders and work with, you know, people and, you know, have customers, you still got to have every once in a while to give yourself that opportunity to get something out for yourself to kind of just let your own creative flow go because right. you know when you're when you're carrying out something even though you're very proud of the artwork it's still someone else's idea someone else's vision so every once in a while you gotta give yourself that little break to just kind of do do a me project and then then you kind of can go back into you know into the grind if if you know grind is even the right word for it you feel like it's fair for people to critique art Art's really subjective because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, even me, like, I'll look at some stuff and be like, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I'm someone that respects realism and things like that. But then I'll see, like, a Jackson Pollock painting and be like, you know, my wife could do that. 
So right. it, it, it's tough because, and then you go into custom shoes. You know, some people don't like what I do, but then I look, then they love some other guy's stuff, and I'm like, I don't get it. So it's it's kind of hard to to just be like, this is good, this is bad, because there is such a gray area, and people's tastes are totally totally different. See, I think that I feel the same way. Like about art, art. Like, I mean, there clearly there are work where I'm like, man, like well, me and my wife will go to museums or we'll go anywhere. Every time we go out of town, we go to like a museum. That's like our thing. Like we have to find a museum to go to. And there are certain things where I'm like, I could honestly do that. Like, yeah, you know. And I was an architect major in the past, and I've drawn a lot in the past, you know. And um, there are things where I'm like, I know for a 100% fact I could do that. That is not even a question, okay? Right. And even though with those type of things, I may feel like I can do it, but I feel like I can never critique it. It's something about sculptures, paintings, drawings, stuff like that. I feel like I can never critique because like you said, it is, you know, it's, it's like an emotional based thing. It's a feeling. Now, exactly. when it comes to sneakers and, you know, one thing that we do in this podcast, we we love it, we love it. If we like it, we like it. We don't, we don't. You know, you know, we've right. criticized a lot, and you know, a lot of it is the the whole base of the podcast was like a text message thread. That's how we talk in a thread. That's how we talk to each other, yeah. and we're sharing with everybody else. Um, were you a little offended by what I said about the Centralia? Not so much about like just I because you know you said it was cool and whatever. And the thing is, like I said, like. Not everyone is going to like everything, and that's totally fine. Offended is definitely not the word, though. I think it was more of just trying to give a little more context to okay. maybe help you form your, your opinion. Because I think some of the things you said may have just been said because it was just like looking at the shoe and basing your, your thing, which well, is totally see, fine. I had watched the video before. Oh no! I, well, I saw. It. Actually, it was funny because I, I, you know, I listen. I listened to the podcast before I saw the, the video. So I saw that you actually showed it and stuff. Yeah, and but, and I, I I watched it and I and I understood it and everything. And then I watched it about two other two other times. And then I watched you on the Slam Kicks thing, which I've never watched anything Slam Kicks have done. And I only watched that because I've listened to complex um, podcast. I've never listened to them ever. And I saw you on there and I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this one because I was, I had a hard, I was having a really hard, I was telling my wife, I said, oh man, I don't know how Mosh took it and I don't know how he'll take it, us talking on the phone conversation wise, back and forth about his thing. And then I went back and you had mentioned the, or they had brought up Slam Kicks. So I went and watched that real quick. Then I came back and finished that podcast. And, you know, watching the video and everything, I 100% understood where you were coming from. And if you want to talk about the video a little bit, actually talk about Centralia just in general, the name and everything for, for the listeners. All right. Well, Centralia is a um, it's a ghost town now in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And I, what it was years and years ago was a mining town. Um, and what ended up happening was there was fires that burned underneath the ground and there emitted gases and it just made it unsafe for people to live there. And actually, it's fires still burn underground till this day. So, like, I'd say almost everyone has vacated the city or, you know, the town now. And over probably like the last, like, 10, 15 years, um, there's a main highway that was also, you know, became vacant. And what people would do was they would actually go to the highway and start tagging on, you know, on the highway, you know, for years and years and years. It became like a little folklore thing or a cool thing to go and tag, you know, the highway and, you know, and becoming the graffiti highway. 
and like like a year ago you know they finally decided they wanted to to make it so people couldn't go there because people started to like vandalize the woods around it and outside of there so they finally put um dirt over the highway and now you know there's no reason to go there so well that's what the centrale is and what it's based off of but now for the whole overlying thing you know we're doing the series to have to do with travel i know i touched on that on the um on the video right so every colorway that we're going to come out with on the mosh runner is going to be based on another place in america that people can go and visit or you know shed light on that was inspiration whether it's you know out of beauty or a history or whatever because you know like i and i i you know i'm going to be repeating myself a little bit so i apologize but um we, we wanted to just have it so people could you know appreciate that there are so many things here that we could do you could hop in the car and go visit these places you know and it's actually funny because you know i know you guys are from arizona right yeah so i've been to sedona i freaking love it there you know and the, the colors and the rocks and all that stuff was actually one of the things on the list of, of uh, possible colorways so shout out to arizona i liked it there <laughs> <laughs> right. but um but yeah so we wanted to have we're going to be doing five colorways that's going to take us into the end of next year and everyone has a different story we're doing clothing to go with every single one special packaging to go with every single one and you know we want to encourage people to go and visit these places with the shoes and, you know, take pictures and, you know, kind of get, you know, the places involved. And, you know, once I start rolling out the other colorways and places, people, you know, hopefully, you know, when the world kind of gets back to normal, if that happens at some point, I pray, you know, people can start to go see these really cool places they may have never even known about. You know, I, when I, the travel and when I listen to all that, you know, and, and that was my whole thing when I watched the video, I, I thought the story of Centralia was great. I had never heard of it. Never, never heard yeah. of that area. Never heard of that town. Your description of like the graffiti and, you know, the vandalism in the woods and stuff like that. I was like, oh man, you know what I mean? And I thought that story, I didn't, to me personally, looking at the sneaker, I didn't think the story matched with it and okay. and with an artist like you so you know what let's back to art so when i think of like uh was it andy warhol you know you think of like mm-hmm. the uh tomato can of soup is that what chicken noodle soup yeah yeah you think the of the can of soup. soup like i yep. think of something iconic for like all artists and i think when it comes to mosh and that's for everybody who is recognized you know understands you recognizes you your work and stuff i think of the lebron iron man as sort of like your now there could be other ones but to me the lebron iron man pack you know that you had made for him i look at that as like your andy warhol warhol can of soup to me right That's, no i agree and I, I think a lot of people would probably agree with that right and so then like i think mosh like art even with your collaboration with uh ewing with the uh, ventura you know it was kind of like out there pattern and in the video you said the graffiti thing you said of what you wouldn't wear like you thought about what you would wear mm. and you know i and i thought the complete opposite i thought like oh man mosh this is about to look crazy like this is about to be wild you know what i mean right right and it was really tamed and that's why i used the word safe and i used the word safe as if like it, you can you can't say it's a bad shoe like you you can't even not even a question it's not a bad, the gray looking shoe i like the shape i like the way it looks on foot i like the colors i like everything about it but right. when i think of mosh that's where i miss the disconnect okay and, the, and i can understand that but also i think when you think of that you 
and and, and I'll, I'll be kind of keep it 100 with you on this yeah. one you know when you guys were describing me before the thing you didn't know how to know how to say my name because you're like, I don't even know how long, you know, what the guy's name is. So you don't know how many things I've done over those 20 years. And yeah, Iron Man is kind of like my coup de grace and, you know, people know me for that. But there's so many other things that I do. You know, I do just clean color blocking customs. I do a whole bunch of different kinds of things. And honestly, like, I think if people, I want to certainly appeal to a wider range than just custom fans. Right. And you know, I wanted to design a shoe that's just like, you know, someone who may not even know who I am could be like, that's a dope shoe. You know, just kind of like how you did. Like, like okay, it was cool. You know, whatever. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we want to go for. You know, I, you know, is it is it a safe thing? I don't know if it's so much safe as it is just a balanced design and just something that kind of appeals more to my personal aesthetics. Okay. But, but in terms of colors and pops and things like that, like the grays obviously represent, you know, the cement and the colors. And I know I described all that stuff. But I just felt like color blocking wise, it was a clean looking shoe, and actually, um, oh no, it's very things. clean looking. Yeah, and, th- and th- that just kind of reflects my style too. You know, just like I'm someone who, you know, as we talk, you know, I'm I'm, I'm certainly a big New Balance fan. I'm an Air Max fan, you know, and you can certainly see inspirations from some of those things in the lines and you know whatever. Now, see, but, I um, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have. Now, I don't know that. I think that might be the thing too. Is like your style. I've mm-hmm. never known like mosh's style like you know you see you know things he's worked on whatever he's posted on the internet you see art here and there mm-hmm. and that would be it so like it was always like the creative side of mosh but like i didn't know like does mosh like um does he wear off-white fives or does he wear off you know or is that too much for him or is he more of a yeah. you know whatever oh yeah <laughs> speaking in the third person yeah mosh wears off by fives <laughs> okay so and, but, um, and and that was like you know the whole thing with the shoe because it was like i did i i, I like the shoe i thought the shoe was dope like i said i thought it was a little safe and i said with I, with me and I, I didn't explain it that well the first time we talked about it but like i said like i just when i think of mosh i think like oh man it's about to be crazy because the and i don't know how that works when you did the collaboration with ewing or anything i was like that joint was crazy like yeah, it was and I, and, and, clear. And I think what, yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, you know, working with Ewing was obviously great, and being someone who's from New York, you know, Ewing is certainly something that, as a nostalgia thing, it, it was very dope, and the guys were great. But you know, forty-one-year-old Mosh isn't going to be wearing a Ewing high like that. Right. You know what I mean? Neither like, are like we. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. But you know, but I knew that based on that model, I could go crazy with patterns and things like that because I think it fit that model. You know, when you're going with a runner. I guess based on just, you know, maybe doing some market research and kind of seeing, you know, what works and what doesn't and what's popular and things that I like. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of what Ronnie's done with color blocking on ASICs and things like that, you know, colored toes. I mean, you always know a salmon toe is, right. you know, one of his most popular colorways. But I was always a fan of that kind of stuff. And I always knew that, you know, when I did do a shoe, I'd make color blocking a really, really important part of it. And like for the, um, for the insoles, um, you guys haven't really seen that yet. That actually has all the graffiti on the inside of it. So it's all tagged with the cement and actually special packaging is going to be reflecting Centralia too. So like a lot of the crazy stuff that you'd probably expect for me, usually painting on the outside of the shoe is more on the inside. And that kind of makes it a little more of an experience and, you know, helps tell that story a little more. And is, you know, we're also going to, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and we're going to um, include some other things in the packaging just to kind of help tell that story too. Is this going to be considered luxury? When I designed it, I was looking at it as like my NFL guys wearing it in the tunnel. 
right. the NBA guys weren't in the tunnel. So I think I, I, I kind of look at it as like a luxury runner, but obviously not like a Balenciaga price point. It'll probably be half that price, which is still expensive, but also still a lot cheaper than going to, to Barney's and going getting you know something else that may have even lesser materials. Um. So what is that around? It's gonna be that three hundred <laughs> ballpark. And okay. That's gonna be with the packaging and stuff like that. Because you know the the fact is you know the main America was obviously very important. You know if I went and did it overseas, the prices would be a lot cheaper. But I wanted to again be able to have my hands on that stuff and kind of see how things go check in and make sure that you know things are right. And you know we we made like got like three different samples of this one. I kept changing because it, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. So, you know, and actually the one that I've been wearing is actually not the final sample. There's like three little changes on it. And actually one of them is actually addresses one of the one of the feedbacks that you guys had about the branding. Because uh, my signature is going to be embroidered on the tongue. That's my brand. Right. And I, I saw a video or something you had described that you said like it was going to be the same shade of red as the tongue, I believe. Yeah, yeah, on that, on the centrality, yeah, um, and on the on the different colorways, there'll be different, you know, different treatments and stuff. So, like, yeah, branding, like that was one of the things that I did say. Like, I I felt like it needed a logo, and, and you know, and and I want to say this real quick to you, Mosh. Like, I don't want you to take anything I'm saying. Like, you should have did this. Like, why didn't oh, you no. do that? Oh no. Well, no, I, I I had a guy on the podcast a long time ago, and he was like selling t-shirts and i was like man you know you should get the t-shirts at sneaker con you should you know hey these people that people find important he was like don't tell me what to do and i was like okay go you know i'm like i'm nowhere near mosh level in the podcast world like well sneaker sneaker podcast world (laughs) sneaker podcast world i'm actually pretty up there i'm I'm really good but (laughs) podcast world no 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 so like i was like man where's i was like i love new logos you know what i mean and i always said with under armor and this is just my own personal view when i look at stuff i look at under armor i said you know what i think one of the issues with under armor is the logo the logo has never been i don't want to say attractive because at some point every logo has to go through a a a a phase and i think even like i think back to reebok reebok had the original like it was like the british flag at one point then it was like the vector vector. and then it went from the vector to like this triangle thing with mma and it went to something different it was like dang go back to the vector like even though it may not have been fully respected back in this period of time we all respected a whole whole lot more now um and and you you knew what it was you looked at you know like a john man you know a swoosh you know three stripes i get that so is there a plan maybe down the road or later or anything for a branding mosh logo your 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 most popular logo is your signature which we see that yeah, all the time and, and that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna stick with i mean just because i mean you okay. look at stash I mean, that's what he signs with that's what futura signs with and i'm not i'm not comparing myself to them but you know as an artist you know whenever i finish up with a custom the last thing i do is i sign the shoe and that's how people know it's a mosh shoe so i feel like that's the best way to do it and like i don't know i i, I always feel like the branding should be there's people know it's me and they want to represent me but you know, i think the design is just as important to me you look at some of these designer shoes i mean i'm, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm i'm trying to riff off the head like a lot of them, the branding isn't really big but you know that's a a triple s i mean that's right. a horrendous shoe but right <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 you know what it is and it, but it, you know i just want to be something clean and wearable man you know it's something that with time you know it, it still looks good like i've been wearing this shoe for the last like two weeks just around and you know that they're holding up great and well I'm, I, ex- I'm actually excited to get that final sample just to kind of see 
you know how the couple little changes and how they look and then so i can finally get these things on sale server and start buying them <laughs> well it was funny it was because like i i i was telling somebody i said i know for a fact i was telling a homie we were texting and i said yeah you know marsh is gonna come on i said I, I don't know if he is or isn't you know but i said you know hopefully he does and he was like you know what i think i know where he i think he might have manufactured this in 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 pennsylvania yep okay yeah and he said i know where this you know because he works well he did a lot of work with manufacturing side with uh clark's i believe um so you know he well he did i I just want to tell his business but you know he did a lot of stuff and he said i think this was part of that and i the branding the um i forgot what the souls call what's it called vibram vibram Vibram. that's used on clear brand right okay very comfortable and i said i know for one thing these are going to be very very comfortable now and i will (laughs) now when now when seeing the sneaker itself when I saw it, and I could be wrong because I don't want to like hamper your vision and design for it. But when I initially look at the sneaker, and I think a lot of people will, you find, you kind of see hints of um, influence from other sneakers that we've grown up with. Yeah, like, and I think the most important part was when I drew it, it was the shape of the shoe first. Okay. Kind of came first, and then I busted out the um, the iPad and just started sketching to kind of get that. And I know, like, you know, if you're a runner collector, I mean, and how people are really, really picky about the shape of, like, an Air Max 1. Oh, yeah. Making sure it doesn't look like a, like a banana or, like, the A6 has the point or the 1500 New Balance has a point or, like, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that, that the silhouette was right first and I kind of filled in the blanks after that. Then, you know, then once I got the shape, you know, that's that's when we went into the Vibram catalog and figured out what kind of tooling we wanted to use. You know, and I, and I had it. I literally could have picked anything, but I knew that a runner was kind of that that vibe I wanted to go with just because, you know, as a, as a big dude trying to be comfortable, you know, just know, knowing what I would want to wear every single day and being a fan of like, you know, nine, nine zeros and things like that. I wanted it to be like that. You know, with the upper, I was just sketching lines that flowed. I wanted to make, if you look a lot of the things run parallel, I mean, there's layers. And I think if, you know, if you can compare that part to the Sakai's cause you know, layering is a very, right. Very in thing. So, I mean, there's certainly influence of what's popular, but it's also just things I like. So, you know, you see like, you know, materials and whatever, but the color blocking, there's some things that anyone could see, like, oh, I could see where that might have come from or whatever. But at the end of the day, it was more of just getting the shape right and making sure that all the, everything flowed nicely and didn't look like jagged edges and, you know, just something clean, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I was going to ask you, too, why why the decision to go pre-order with this one? Um, biggest thing is because, you know, with, with the first thing, you never know how many you're going to sell. You don't want to have make like a thousand pairs of shoes and have them just sit there and maybe sell 10. Cause okay. I have no idea. I have no idea how, well, yeah, how and people I, are going to and I think, it. And, and I think that question more is like the process. Cause I don't know, like a lot of listeners to this, like you have these granular ideas of just growing up as a kid. Like I want to make my own sneaker one day, of but course, you don't know. A lot. Yeah. There's you, so much that goes into it. Okay. No. So you in the video said that this started in February. This whole process or thought process of it, which I kind of to finally get it going, yeah, okay, it's actually really, really quick. And I thought that was a pretty quick. I was like, wow, February. I thought things like this. I just in my mind, I feel like oh, two, three years. You know, it takes to get. Yeah, you know, well, to this and point. also a lot of that has to do with development or usually with tooling. And, you know, when you're working with something that's existing, that's part of it. Okay, and then also a lot of it is just like running things past other people's tests for approvals. You know, when you think of like when a LeBron comes out. You know, they had that usually planned two or three years in advance, you know, because they have okay. to get that approved and, you know, either 
wear test things and make things right and you know whatever they're usually coming up with everything from scratch and they're making molds and they're doing a bunch of crazy stuff that some of these things that we didn't have to do thankfully you know and certainly being made over here speeds up that process a lot more than having to wait 90 days for it to come back on a boat from wherever country it's getting manufactured right so that that helps the process a lot you know with a pre-order you know something like this is you know when people get a custom shoe you know normally for me you're waiting about at least six months for a private order just because the backlog's that crazy so you know people that have already gotten custom stuff for me they understand there's a wait Mm -hmm. so when they only have to wait maybe eight weeks as opposed to eight months (laughs) it's certainly a, a lot more appealing and you know and also the price point's a lot cheaper than getting a mosh custom that's for damn sure yeah that was like you know we've been talking about pre-orders a lot on this show you know i mean with uh you know we talked about obviously and which i would ask you you know your relationship with uh devlin you know fbcc from side collective and uh you know we talk about pre-orders and we've been talking about like pre-orders with like baseball hats you know baseball hats and everything has just been out of control lately and you know brands have been given the opportunity for people to pre-order and you know um you know, sneakerheads are probably top five. Impatient. Say what? Yeah, impatient. <laughs> impatient. We're the most <laughs> impatient, yet our attention spans are small, and we critique everything, and we have the answers to everything. Sneakerheads are a unique bunch of individuals, and yes. <laughs> we love to make that determination of, like, something that is just unreal, undeniable fire. Like, oh, my God, it's the most incredible fire I've ever seen in my entire life. And then when you have the opportunity to pre-order it, it's like, ah, man, I don't know. Like, You don't want to wait that long. You know, no, I get it. You know, and I, oh, and, and I've bypassed that. Like, you know, you talking about you're 41, I'm 37, George is 40. Like, we've passed that. Once we declare fire, you order, you wait. And, you know, with right. sneak, I always find it funny with sneakerheads because it's like we have a closet full of dead stock sneakers. But for some odd reason, we can't wait a few months for another one to come in. Like, when we have others, we haven't even wore yet. So, right, right. <laughs> um, with that process, like you said, pre-ordering, um, so is that like just an option that you can do? Like, how does that work? Like, I just figured that a manufacturer or anybody you would go with would say, hey, you have to make 500 pairs for us to do this. Um, well, that's the joy of working, you know, with someone like like the studio in, in Philadelphia that I'm working with. You know, okay. there's no no minimum, no whatever. And obviously, you know, the more shoes you make, you know, just like anything in volume, you know, costs less the more you make and all that stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's um just it just makes more sense because then you can just kind of put the order in and they make the shoes as opposed to having it's kind of like how do i how do i compare it it's either procrastinating and like having all the shoes wait and people knowing that they're waiting for it and waiting for a release date or you know they're knowing the shoes coming and they already have it and it's just they're gonna have to wait regardless you know instead of does that make sense yeah no i mean i get you know yeah um yeah, like would so with whoever you went with or the manufacturer, the company or whatever, like yeah. is this like a thing where you almost have to be somebody to even get this opportunity, or could anybody say, "Hey, I want to make a sneaker"? Anyone can do it, but the thing is, a lot of people just don't either have the means to do it because it does cost a lot of money to start. <laughs> okay, yeah, and, and I don't want I don't want to get like into you know numbers or no, tiny I, pockets, but like, well, it, it, but it, you know, I'm sure I certainly got an education myself. You know, just because again, like I like everybody else, I was someone who had these big dreams, like yeah, we're gonna make a shoe because you know I, I even asked um you know my guy at Fatty, I'm like. 
so can anyone just come and do it? He's like, yeah, they can, but he's like, it's, you know, they also, I guess they're kind of selective in who they work with, but, you know, if so, someone has an idea and knows how to, you know, make, you know, order the last to, to create the shape of the shoes, you have to order last for every single size of that gets made mm. times however many pairs. So it's, you know, if you're trying to make things on volume, you know, that's all stuff that has to be accounted for. You just don't make a shoe, then you just make it, you know, a size smaller. You know, it's like, kind of like when you see like someone do like a rework of like a Jordan one and they don't use the correct last. You see the shape looks a little funny. Right. So you have to make sure that the shape is correct. So those are all things that, you know, and people that don't really know the whole process take into account. So there's a, there's a lot more to it that I found out myself. And I'm sure if someone else has done the same thing, they, they found out as well. So when you like begin the process of building the shoe and picking the colors and, you know, materials and stuff like that, was that like your first time actually seeing how you could um, affect the price by what you choose? No, I, I knew that just just from being a customizer and, you know, working, you know, having relationships with, you know, Dom and JBF and, you know, all these other guys that do that kind of stuff. So I know. If I went and pulled out Python and, you know, Crocodile and whatever, right. it would be easily be a $1,000, $1,500 shoe, no matter what. So, you know, still going with, like, the higher-end new bucks and suede and stuff like that. It's still pricey, but it's certainly makes – I wanted to keep it more realistic because my goal was always to be able to have people that actually wanted to have my shoe to, you know, for the most part, try to be able to afford it, you know, if it's an investment. I mean, I remember when I was, you know, 12 years old in 1990, getting my first pair of Jordan 5s. You know, I saved money in mowed lawns and shovel driveways, you know, all winter and summer to be able to afford that one shoe. And I want someone else to have, you know, someone to support me and wants to get my shoe that they can still do the same thing. Uh, do you think price could be an issue? I mean, I'm, I think price is an issue for anything. I mean, some people can't afford to buy milk. Some right. people can't afford, you know, whatever. And the thing is, I mean, I've, I was as someone who grew up in a trailer park, I knew when things weren't for me. You know, and unfortunately, I'm sure some people won't be able to afford it. But then right. the people that can, you know, awesome. But that, but what's also good is, you know, people can still support because we're going to be designing, you know, different clothing and things like that that they can't afford. That's obviously a lot cheaper. Will clothing be pre-ordered or is that? What was that? Sorry. Well, uh, sorry. Will, uh, will clothing be pre-ordered or? Um, some of it will be. Okay. Like, the simpler things like hats and stuff will be ready to go. But I'm actually designed some cut and sew stuff that I'll be getting all pre-ordered too. But that'll obviously be quicker too. What's the timetable? What's that? What's the timetable to get the shoes? We're looking at eight weeks. That's tops. Okay. That's tops. No matter how many we make, you know, we we ended up um, delaying it a little bit because we ordered more soles. The soles are the only thing that had to get specially made because everything else, you know, is getting made from Vibram because I got stuff with special colors and stuff and they can't just use like the black sole. Mm. So I wanted to make sure I got it right. So it flows. So like the outsole of the shoe will be Navy blue with the pink hit as opposed to black okay. like it is now. Right. So that, that, that slowed it down a little bit, but I'd rather, you know, again, make that process right than just rush it. And not put out something I'm not 100 percent happy with. And you know, one thing I, I've always wanted to know when it came to you know sneakers and you know making the decisions for stuff like that, because we always see you know even with Nike and other brands, you know the samples of what it looked like originally come out and whatever. And um, these decisions that you make, um, does that is that does that become more costly, or is this like 
I don't want to like you know what I mean because like it, when it, this type of stuff to like a lot of listeners and even to myself is like foreign land. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. So it's like, and I'm happy I can kind of help shed, shed some light on it. Right, and I would love to like think that like I go in there and I say I want to make this, and they say cool, and we start cutting it, and then I say you know what I want to change the color of the tongue to this, and do they say yeah if we change the color right now from red to green that'll be you know ten thousand dollars you know or like right well i mean it, it, it depends on the material like if you're just changing colors and stuff I mean, right. usually that doesn't affect the price okay but like i said if you but if you're going from like nylon to python yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, obviously okay. a yeah, difference yeah, yeah. well because you guys said yeah. like the slight changes that you're going to make like the mosh being put on the tongue like yeah that 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 doesn't affect that so oh, okay. it, it, it's all pretty much just me being like anal retentive and making sure it's perfect as opposed to making drastic changes like what you're seeing is 98 percent what you're going to see are we going to be able to pre-order all colors or is this just going to be the first one pre-order just the first well they're all going to be pre-ordered but they're all okay. going to be as soon as this one goes on pre-sale we'll already start working on you know the next colorway because like, i already have all the colorways set it's just a matter of rolling them out and okay. luckily after the first one pre-orders won't take as long because again we ordered souls for all the colorways so they're all coming at once so what's the what's the like um she wasn't gonna say is like the next one already in the works or is this like oh yeah Okay. Oh yeah. Like I said, like, and I remember you actually. Said, I keep going back to things you referenced because obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I started. I started. I started listening a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah. So you know, they do have a story, and everything does kind of continue each into each other. You know, the five colorways are planning on taking me into twenty twenty one. Okay. You know, and I'm already working on another model. Like, I don't work as feverishly as my man Devlin does with the colorways. But right. <laughs> we. Uh, but definitely, we'll be keeping keeping flowing into you know stories and how they flow into each other and you know i think once they see the first one get an opportunity to you know kind of see more of the stories i think they'll hopefully want to buy them all <laughs> hopefully right and does that hinder continuing this like i i've been telling a lot of people even during quarantine you know we were one of the few if only sneaker podcasts that like really kept going during quarantine and stuff like that because i felt like it's very important as a creator to do so and even when you yeah. start something like you yourself starting doing customizations 20 20 years ago you know you could have easily been like oh that was fun and stopped you know and right. you might not be where you are right now and i always encourage people to like keep going does yeah, centralia what happens with centralia with all five colorways, because I'm assuming that all five colorways are going to come out no matter what, even if the first colorway comes out. And let's say, obviously, we know that's not going to happen because you have a very big following and very big supporters and stuff. Let's say you got way less pre-orders than you thought. Are we still going to get the other colorways? Hell yeah. Okay. Yep. Now, does that hinder you as a creator? Because a lot of creators, including myself, I have a very fragile ego when it comes to my podcast and how good it looks and all that stuff. Would right. it hinder the next model coming out? Or is this like a no, I'm full steam ahead. There's going to be a mosh every single year. This is my brand and we're going to keep going with this. Well, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you take that risk and you jump out the window. I mean, you really don't know what you're going to do. Um, I think the doing the five colorways to start is probably as far ahead as I'm looking. Okay. You know, in terms of, you know, just to kind of, I, I, when the Centralia colorway comes out, I think that it'll at least get a gauge for interest. 
I mean, it doesn't mean obviously when you get your friends and your boys and you know your people that follow you on Instagram say the shoe's dope. Of course they're gonna say that because they're being supportive of what you're right. doing. You know, just like your mom thinks you're the best athlete and the best. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So like I'm I'm very realistic about that part. So I, I when you know sales happen, I don't know if I'm gonna sell ten pairs or ten thousand pairs. Who knows? Right. I have no idea. You know, do I am I confident in the next colorways? Hell yeah, I got some dope colorways coming out that I think, you know, people are gonna gravitate towards maybe even more than centralia because i think you know I, I like them all i mean i mean i designed them so of course i do you know what but i thought i'm, I'm pretty I, confident and based on what you're saying right now you know what i thought i think i thought the model was considered centralia and then your colorways nope. were just the additional story so just this one colorway is centralia yep okay exactly so then the next one will be something else so yep. is this model just called mosh runner mosh runner yep Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. I thought the model was Centralia, and oh, okay, okay. Well, that that's that's cool. Like, I, I definitely yeah. am interested in what the next one will be called. Be after that, then. And yeah, and, and, and and like I said, and, I I love the shoe. I think it's a good looking shoe. It's just my whole mindset of like, Mosh did that. Let's, let's go to team. But hearing you talk about it, which I'm glad we had this conversation. Okay. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something perfectly honest too with you. I seen you on full size run with Dion point. I think you did with Dion, right? No, that, that was Geiger. Geiger. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So, but I'm probably, but I'm just as soft spoken. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know what? I never had really heard you do a ton, a ton of speaking. So right. I had been going back, listening to a few things, and I said, "Oh man, you know, he's not as booming as a lot as a lot of other people." You know, which I'll, I'll ask you about, like your relationship with uh, Devlin from uh, FBCC. The, the, the polar opposite of the spectrum. The, the polar opposite <laughs> of the spectrum of like personality wise. You know and what I mean? E Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you, so how did that relationship kind of get started? Because I'll tell you this: with the the uh, culture vulture, that mosh, the half camel with the thing is fire. And there are a Thank lot you. of people who are waiting for that one to go up, you know, at some point, you know, which I don't know yeah. if you have anything I'm, I'm about excited it. for it. And, and the thing is, Devin was cooking so many variations of that thing after I did my part. He just keeps showing me these crazy photos that he hasn't even shown yet. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's why, like, it's such a different spectrum of the end. Like, with, with Devlin, you can't touch Instagram without seeing a new colorway or a new, ver you know, whatever with him. And then when it comes to, like, the Centralia, you know, I, I, there's, I don't know the very, you know what I mean? It's, like, way different in that. And he's been doing it for yeah. a, a little bit longer than you have, you know, clearly. And different. Oh, for that, that, that aspect, for sure. And different um, routes and how to go about starting brands. Way different. Oh, yeah. And I remember, you know, I remember he referenced it. I um I was out in Oakland. God, it was uh, probably, probably a year, year and a half ago. I was doing some, another thing with another brand. And I went to dinner with him, and we went and talked. And he was just kind of talking about it. He's like, "Oh, you should really do their shoe." And you know, that's when I kind of when I was telling you, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really know. I'm not too sure." Right. But he was like, "Bro, he's like, you know, he goes, you know, you know how to do this." And I was just kind of like, you know, kind of guessing him to death, I'm like, "All right, all right." But then, you know, we agreed on doing a shoe together, so that part was happening. But like for some, for myself, it was totally unheard of. I was just, I still wasn't ready to to take that leap yet. <laughs> mm. Uh, is it more of because you were worried about how the public might perceive it or just didn't want to deal with it? Um, probably a little bit of both. Okay. Because, you know, at the time it was kind of like, you know, when I don't know how to do something, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to stick to what I know. And, 
you know, I, I know I'm, I'm good at playing baseball. I'm not going to go try and swim. Right. You know, something like that. Okay. So, you know, when he said it, it just seemed really foreign. It's kind of like, now nah, I'm good. I'm just going to keep doing this. But I would humor him and, you know, he would do his part and whatever. And I just didn't really see it. At least at the time, it just didn't seem right for me to even try to even think about it. But, you know, working with, and I remember when we were doing the, the idea for the, excuse me, for the shoe. Right. He was like, yeah, yeah, we should do the shoe. And I'm like, all right. And then, like, literally the next day, he, like, emails me the pattern. He's like, all right. He goes, so are we going to do this? I'm like, oh, we're really doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I just started scribbling away. And, you know, and then that colorway came out. And, you know, I had something a little different. And we tweaked it. And, you know, when he first did it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the vulture. It was something else. So oh, really? He, he switched it. And it was supposed to be a high top. And I was like, yo, I'm like, can we do this as a low top? Because I don't, I don't wear, wear high tops like that. Let's right. like one. And then, and then he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually working on a low top. So then he put on that, and I was like, yeah, that's it. So, so when does it come out? Where really? that one? We're shooting for Veterans Day. Because oh, that's right. That's, he did um, say that. But since it's you know being tied in with the, with the charity for the veterans, because you know obviously Dev's a vet, and my dad was a Army veteran, so you know that was important to me. And obviously right. Dev was all about doing that. So you know any portions of the profits going for me, it's going to go towards that char- that charity. Oh, that's cool. So and that and and that that's how that works too like you guys like i don't know i I hate asking certain questions because it's more out of curiosity but i've always wanted to know like how do collaborations work when it comes to like the money yeah to be be honest with you i have no idea i couldn't even answer it okay (laughs) all (laughs) right because 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 at that part of it i mean like like that shoe's gonna be totally launched through his site and he's gonna handle that part of it i just kind of was happy to work on my boy and make something cool and it's gonna help a lot of people so how long have you guys known each other what's that how long have you guys known each other god it's gotta be at least 10 years oh really i I knew i knew i knew that when he was like still you know just making shoes when he was still like out here like like in new york and stuff oh so so, so yeah, he's he's been around for a while. I remember like back in like Facebook groups. I'm like, and he, you know, he was still always the same guy. He has not changed. I'm like, who is this dude just talking wild on the pages? You know, and like, and, and it, he was always that way. And he definitely has not changed, no matter what. I mean, when him on the Breakfast Club, that that was him, hundred percent. He was just turned up to a thousand. Yeah, you know, yeah, Devlin, that's I the homie. Uh, you know, he had messaged yeah. me too. You know, and. uh you know, he's one. He's somebody that like he he always takes care of. You know, his people and whatnot. And you know, I think you know when I look at on his end, and I'm sure you're gonna deal with it. You know, when it comes to you know building your your own personal brand of sneakers. You know, it, sneakerheads like you said, the customer base is just so weird. Like your customer base and his customer base. Like I, I keep trying. I tell my friends. I say, you know, with Mosh, his customer base might not necessarily be all sneakerheads. It, it's going to be a lot of people who just like you and friends and want to support you. And, you know, with Devlin, that's the same thing as well. I see a lot of people that buy his sneakers and they post them. And if you look on their social media pages, they don't have any other sneakers on there. Like they've never they're not sneaker people. They just say like, oh, man, he's from the Bay Area. I want to support him. He's a black owned business. I I like him. He's cool. I want to support him. And boom, that's where it goes. So um, I, 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 I definitely, you know, I'm glad you want to keep it going. Like I I don't want you to stop here and i don't want to fade away you know what i mean because i know how creative you can be and i want to see like everything i want to see the other colorways like i want to know do you already have the names for the other ones oh yeah but i'm not gonna tell you yet (laughs) okay i was surprised you told me how much they're gonna cost because i knew what's made in america i said whoo these joints might cost a hitter 
Yeah, and and I and I think it's it was again a good median. I I, I think it's kind of right in that ballpark of what makes sense given you know what what you're getting. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Like the everything with it, it looks like it's it's definitely gonna be worth the money on that side. So like, did you yeah. have? So like, you know, another question I wanted to ask too was like, you know, when. When you're young and growing up, and you know, I was there as well. You know, you're drawing sneakers at your desk. You know, you take one sneaker and you draw it, and you want to do all this stuff. When you went through the process of like building it and understanding it, was there limitations on what you could actually do? Like, you know, I want to put this here. I want to do this here. Or is this sort of like an open thing, and they'll make it work? Um, I th- for the most part, it was pretty open only because I mean, I th- I think I think a good a, a kind of comparison is if someone goes to like make a Nike bespoke sneaker and you go in there and you kind of get overwhelmed with all the different you know colors and materials and all that stuff and like um I I think just me already kind of knowing what I think works and what doesn't work helps. So it kind of erases that part of it because I know a lot of times if I have, you know, a custom, you know, client coming in that has this crazy idea and I know it's not going to work. You know, that's kind of my job to suggest something else to make it work. So I think that certainly helped. Um, but, you know, anything that was like that was like a no go, my would just been like, you know, oh, can we use this? And like, not nah, because, you know, it, it maybe the material's not thick enough to hold the shape or something like that. You know, like things that I wouldn't have known unless they told me mm. you know, because they're professionals. Uh, is sneaker customizing? Uh, oh, hold on. Sorry, sorry, a second. Hello, I was gonna hello. text you at the car. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mosh. I had someone came in. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I was gonna. I just wanna drop this stuff off. Oh, okay. I have, um, some stuff from floppy action for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's cool right there. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, you could have threw it in the car when I unlocked it. I didn't see it. Do you want me to put it in your... No, no, that's all good. All right, sounds good. All right, I'll, I'll text me when you build the car and I'll unlock it. Okay. All right, cool. All right, told you I said what up. All right. All right, later. Uh, sorry about that. Somebody dropped some uh, drop shoes off, actually, the fig the fig from the other week. So Nice. Um, What's your color? Uh, the black pair. There you go. George, yeah, you know, George got me a pair, you know, because, like, the drop of those were so weird. Like, the... The white gold ones that came out, and then everybody got an email. A lot of people got an email saying, "Hey, go ahead and buy them right now." Like that's how George. Yeah, yeah which was crazy. Like, I, 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 won't, I won't tell you how I got mine. <laughs> how you got? Okay, <laughs> I guess you got yours different than everybody else. Yeah, you I, have I relationships with off. you got relationships with you know, buying and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's funny. I actually told a story because um. Kith had sent me actually that pair, the, the pink toed pair, mm. um, and before him because I was at the original launch of the two four two pack in Queens. Or actually, it wasn't Queens; it was at David Z. And um, the same night, I was actually delivering shoes to the Jizza from Wu Tang. Oh my I, God! I, word. I, same night. That's my and, number one lyricist. Yes, yeah, so I heard. I, I heard the episode. One of my favorite rappers. Uh, <laughs> Liquid Swords is classic. One but, of my the, one of the best albums of all time. Yeah. Then you know, then you go into beneath the surface, and then it kind of gets a little weird. But yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I was um, delivering the shoes to the Jizza, and this is actually before eight diagrams came out. So he was like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, do you smoke? I'm like, no, I don't do that. So he goes, oh, he's like, go hang out, listen to some some of the tracks from the new album. I'm like, Jizza, I would love to hang out, but actually, my boy's DJing at this party up in Manhattan. I gotta leave. So I had to leave the Jizza to go to this party today. <laughs> I didn't even know who Ronnie Fight was at the time. My boy was actually DJing the event. 
because he worked at Complex, and I went. I actually DJed with him up in college, and he now worked at Complex at the time. And I was just going to support him. Didn't know it was like a sneaker event or nothing. Right. So rolled up, and you know, it was this Asics event. You know, the three colorways, and I just saw you know three bright colored Asics, you know, Jelly Threes, and I ended up buying two pairs because you know I couldn't afford to buy all three back then. So anyway, like I went to this party and it was Ronnie's thing, you know, and these people wearing Kith shirts. I'm like, what the hell is Kith? Like, what is that? <laughs> right. And, you know, but then fast forward, you know, whatever, 10 years or so. And, you know, now he's got this conglomerate and got stores everywhere and it's crazy. And actually, to- I had told him that story a couple, you know, years ago. I was like, I'm, I was like, I know you don't remember this, but, and I told him, he's like, he goes, that's actually a pretty awesome story. I'm like, yep, pretty much. And I was like, the fact that I blew up the jizz to go to your damn party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a night. Yeah, it, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, does but, that, is, has it been difficult to like, you know, how does it, how do you get to like your, uh, level of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know, there's so many customizers out there who would love to be at Masha's level. Um, and you've worked with everybody. Like, I've seen you in pictures and give sneakers to everybody and parties and stuff like that. And has it just been a very fortunate situation for you, right place, right place at the right time? Or It's a little bit of both. I mean, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of just, you know, being a man of your word and you know, maintaining relationships and you know, doing right by others, just being a functioning adult for the most part. I, th- I think, you know, at f- after so long, you know, you build a reputation of, you know, whatever, I guess, whatever level of work and, you know, kind of character and things like that. And people, people, you know, sometimes just buy the person and not just the work. So I think it's a good balance of both. You know, I don't, I highly doubt you could find someone who says that, you know, Mosh, you know, is, is a dick or whatever. Right. I don't know if I can curse or not, but like <laughs> you some, something, but something like that. I, you know, I just have a reputation for that. You know, and it's not like I'm trying to be like a certain person. It's just how I've been and how I've been raised. You know, coming from a trailer park. You know, I had no reason to to be braggadocious. I've always been humble, and I always know that I could lose it any day. So I'm never gonna act like I'm too big from big for my britches. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, which is a good thing. You know, like I said, you know, that's, that's why I, I I was sort of worried about, you know, having the conversation because I was like, oh, man, he's so cool. Like, and I was like, I don't want to make him feel bad or mad or nothing like, you know. Nah, and like I said, when I, when I first heard, I was just like, I, at first I was, you know, if you say someone like a comment on your post and you, know, you, you see a hundred people that say something good and one person says negative, you just want to go right at that negative person. Right. I was like, no, I was like, I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, first of all, I was like, it's not like everyone's gonna like this thing, and that's totally fine. And, and, and not even saying you didn't like it, just right. like whatever. But it was just like it, it just was what it was. But then, you know, again, being a fan and kind of understanding, it's like take a take a step back. It's kind of like if you go and tweet something, you want to sit there and look at it for a minute and be like, all right, am I gonna regret this in ten minutes if I say something <laughs> crazy or something wild right. before you hit send? You know, so I just kind of learned to just you know not think emotionally and just kind of think more like all right perception and you know kind of protecting my own character and not being don't act on emotion you know what i mean right and you know i i always i always hope that sometimes even like when we give our opinions on this show that like they can back it up and you know sometimes the show is you know with this entertainment sometimes but you know we we traditionally mean and we 100 mean back up everything that we feel you know and i oh, yeah. think it's awesome that you heard it and said hey i want to come over here and give a little bit more background to it and i know for 100 percent fact i feel 
completely a little bit different about it. Like, I'm like, okay, you know what? I still feel this way about it, but I am more intrigued by it and what's more to come. And I respect the process of it. Like, I respect hard work, man. Like, and the decision making when it comes to saying, I'm going to do this. It takes guts. Like, it takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there with this because, whew, like, like I said, the creator eagle, man, like, I'll be honest with you. We took forever to make like um, merch. You know, I hate using that word. Yeah. Merch is such a weird word. And yeah, yeah. I remember like when we first started the pod, we're like episode 12. Yo, you guys got hoodies, T-shirts. I'm like, man, I haven't done nothing yet. Like, why on earth would you want to buy this? Like, right. I, I, you know, and then and I'm like, Yo, I have no idea what I would put on something. Put your guys' faces on it. Use the logo. Like, why would you wear my face? Exactly. Like, no, I will we, never. We, and we still – and the thing is, like, even though I'm established, like, we still have that feeling. My wife says – she goes, she goes, I don't even want to wear your your, your thing on me. Right. <laughs> like, why expect someone else to? So and then, it's like, yeah, it's like, like, you know what your name is. Yeah. <laughs> something. And so it's funny that, like, when we finally made hats and, like, it was our first one. It was like we wanted to do Dodger colors because we're from L.A. You know, we love right. the Dodgers. And, you know, it sold out on us. I was like, oh, okay, that was weird. Like, and then it was, like, people mad. Like, I want one. And I think I learned, too, that more, like – and I had to really – good like really nice and i i think i learned is that like people really just support you know if you yeah. do something that is have done something like and not to say in their lives but you know like man if i can fill in two hours out of your work week with this ridiculous podcast i'm cool you know what i mean and people look for that they say man you make the work week god that when it drops it makes it go by so much faster and even the long episodes they're like man i could come back to it the other day i could do an hour each day like i'm like oh that's cool like i like that you know no i agree and the thing is with podcasts like like my uh, my studio is about 40 minutes away from my house so like podcasts are how i get through so it's always it's always good when you get a good one and you count it and then you have to subscribe it and whatever so i obviously appreciate what you guys do too uh do you have anything in the pipeline do you know you're working on or just taking on a bunch of orders I mean, NFL season is oh. is, is cracking. Hopefully, so ah, a, lot, yeah. a, lot, a lot of NFL stuffs happening still. You know, planning. So, <laughs> so you've I'm done already, you've done a lot of cleats already, or you already the yeah, process? I already I already had probably have like thirty pairs in my studio waiting to get done to the season. Man, so really? you know between between my regulars and then just you know one offs and whatever, and you know then private orders and different things. You know, it, it, one of the things I think people kind of um, get this. Um, notion is that I just do stuff for celebrities and like you know brands and, and obviously I mean people a lot of people do know me for that kind of stuff right but I do stuff for normal guys too I don't do as much as I used to just because you know I'm usually doing so many last minute orders for like a brand or a celebrity and whatever so I understand that I don't want people waiting forever so I've stopped taking on a lot of stuff but how like do you you do them all yeah, with the artwork. I do have an assistant who helps me. Like, okay. He'll do, like, base colors or prep and things like that. Okay. You know, like, saying things that, like, you can be taught on, like, a YouTube tutorial. Like, right, it's right, a right. process, like, that part of it. Okay. And, you know, he can do that stuff. But, you know, people are coming to me for artwork. Like, I, I have a distinct style of, like, high-detailed artwork. So, you know, when you're coming for a Mosh Custom, you're going to get Mosh's hands on. Not doing, like, an Andy Warhol where you got interns doing that. I'm stamping my name on it. We're not, right. we're not at, that, at that point yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything you wouldn't do? Personally. I want to. Yeah. Um, probably like Trump shoes. Okay, <laughs> just Trump or political period? Anything political, like okay. anything like that. Because I've been asked to do stuff. I'm like, I just not my wheelhouse. Um, mm. But things like that, I mean, I just, 
yeah, I, I just don't need the drama. I don't need anyone's opinion <laughs> on that stuff. So a lot of the athletes reach out to you, or is this like just the relationship you've built and it's just continued, or do you reach out to them and say, hey, are you looking for anything this season? Or a little bit. It's it's mostly them reaching out. Or again, kind of kind of how you're asking how you know I kind of got where I am. It's just working on relationships I already had. Okay. You know, like Stefan Diggs is my regular. That's my guy. Like every right. week, we're gonna do at least, at least one pair a week. You know, I'm a Vikings fan, so we get a lot of the Vikings, and we've got a couple other guys that are gonna be getting cleats every single week. Like I got Jarvis Landry this season, so I'm, mm. I'm excited to work with him just because he's a creative guy and he has a lot of ideas. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we do. Yeah. And then um, every once in a while, like if I see someone that like I think has a style that might might vibe with me, you know, I'll reach out and just kind of be like, you know, hey, I don't know if you've seen my stuff, whatever. And usually my rule of thumb with that kind of stuff is like if I do solicit somebody. You know, the first pair is on me because obviously I approach them. But if they come to me, then obviously, you know, they're paying for their stuff. I think you live or are, you know, man, like I I find it amazing that that business is working like so well for you. Like it just sounds like such a difficult thing to leap into and then go full steam ahead that you know i see all the customizers that follow us there's so many customizers that follow us and message us and you know things like that and you know and i see their work and then beginning out and starting out and i think you're probably the dream like their dream like they want to get to that point one day and i worry that like is so many out there is there any more room for it um, no, I think there's always room. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, when I started, I mean, certainly there, there was, I could probably count on my, my two hands, how many people were, were really doing it. But, you know, at this level, I think these, unfortunately, the social media part of it, and some of these younger guys look at these things and aspire to do that, which is great, but they're in a rush to get there. Like, like my man, like I was living off the dollar menu. My wife was paying my bills when I was starting out. Like, you know, like right. she was supporting me to get my dream going. You know, it wasn't always like I didn't have that. I could just DM an athlete and be like, hey, I want to do shoes for you. Like, I had to like take a day off from work, go to New York City and give someone a pair of shoes that they didn't even want. Right. You know, and like it did spend the whole day. Like, like that was the kind of grind I had. And, you know, I think that that mentality is always there. Like, I've always been competitive. I've always, you know, I played sports, college sports. So, like, I was always competitive. I never wanted to lose. And even, like, I think that carries over even, like, with the centrality, like, the mosh run thing. You know, I'm, I don't want this to fail because, you know, I, I don't like losing <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't think that you, I don't think you will. I mean, there's not a lot of people out there who I feel should have one. You know what I mean? Like I had brought up a couple other people that have like sneakers now for some odd yeah, reason. And and I think I, I, I saw that, and I, you know, Nightwing, I'm happy for him. I mean, he's been doing his thing and doing the stuff. And then, you know, um, uh, wow, what's his name? Seth Fowler. Um, yeah, Seth, Seth. Yeah. Seth's a good dude. I mean, he's a nice guy. And oh, like, sure he is. I mean, Hey, if, if he has had was, has the opportunity to make a shoe, I mean, why not? I mean, I, from what I, what I saw, you know, I guess some people like this, some people didn't, whatever. But <laughs> no, I mean it is what it is. But um, but just but but taking that risk, like when you put yourself out there for judgment, I mean, I mean it's 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 scary, dude. I mean even every time I paint a shoe and I put it out there, I like you're opening yourself up for judgment and ridicule, no matter what. <laughs> like you, know, you signed up for it as soon as you put it out. So it's yeah. tough, and and it's like you said, you know, as a creator, you know, we're very protective and very proud of what we put out. So it's kind of like 
when you do a drawing and show your mom, you know, it's supposed to be a portrait of Eddie Murphy. And she's like, that's, that's, you know, who's that? Like Bill Clinton or, you know, whatever. And you're like, you're like, nah, it's supposed to be Eddie Murphy. You know, it's it's that feeling, you know, just multiplied by, you know, a couple thousand. Right. It's it's tough. And see, like I look at you and I say, like, even what you've said about Devlin, you know, you guys have been doing customized sneakers for so many years and stuff. I feel like stuff like that is earned. Like you have like earned the right and the respect from the sneakerhead community to say, oh, yeah, Mosh should have a shoe. Like most definitely. Like it's not even a question. When I see like other people like we just like sneakers. You should have a shoe. No, 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 no. Like people of like, you know, people and the people that listen to the podcast, you know, they say a lot of stuff. You know, oh man, you guys should be helping out Nike make sneakers. No, no, we shouldn't. Like, I never want anybody to think that our regular critiques or something like that means that we could do something better. We talked about it a little bit. Like Nike IDs. Man, you know how many times I've created something on Nike ID and I was like, oh man, this looks like it might be fired. But I'm like, I'm sure this sucks. Like, I don't even have the guts to to pay for my Nike ID because I'm not sure how comfortable right. it looks. You know what I mean? So like I, I do, know, I get it. Yeah. And I respect it. And I, and I understand what you do. You know, one thing I wanted to ask, I, I had watched uh, the YouTube video when you had painted the one for the, uh, the historical, like the black golfers for Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, how often, if ever, do you mess up? Um, it happens sometimes. I actually, I, I it was it was that one right where I smeared stuff. On yeah, that was one that you smeared, it. and I I think that was probably like a probably easier fix for you. Nah, but there there's been some other ones. I remember I remember I did a pair for um for Lonzo Ball's mom, and I was actually on like they had like the the reality show for a while, right? Like on on like Facebook or something. Yeah. But I was in an episode, and I did they want to do a pair of pair of big baller brand shoes with portraits of. Of uh, Lavar and Mello and uh, all of them, for right. her. and I remember I painted them, and I, I totally jacked up Lavar's face. And my <laughs> wife said, "She's like, his eyes are like too close together." And I was like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "Uh," <laughs> and I was like scrambling to try and like fix them, right? And, and like I was freaking out because I mean, again, this is going to be on like their TV show, and you know, I mean, at the time that was kind of at the, the height of their popularity, right? You know, with that stuff, because it was like. When, you know, it was like three, two or three years ago. So it, it does happen. Thankfully, that's why the Lord invented acetone and more paint. <laughs> so you can just kind of go over it and whatever. But it, it certainly does happen. And that's always why there's always a scrap bin or <laughs> something like that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I always, I always was like, man, like I, I, I saw that part when you had like kind of smeared it and I was like, oh, well, that might not be too hard. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know? It's only when it's like over, like, over like someone else's face or a portrait that I already did because you know you spend a couple hours like blending it to make it look the way it did then it's like yeah I have a big white splotch of paint covering I'm like oh my god you can't, you can't like acetone <laughs> it off because then you take off the whole face right so you have to kind of camouflage it or do something but it, it can definitely uh, mess up your day that's for sure uh, you know one of the last things I do want to ask you and this is just a generals you know sneaker question you know i mean you obviously a sneakerhead and you know been doing this for a very long time you know is there anything that surprised you over the last 15 20 years that you just never would have thought would have ever happened going through my phone just seeing people i talk to on like regular conversations i would never thought you know you go through like this is my life and i still say that you know you know it's kind of a little more normal right but it's it's still wild that like you know dan from the trailer park is like talking to like steph curry or you know whatever whatever rapper right it's wild you know like 
I would have never thought that, and especially doing something that I, I like doing. Because, I mean, you know, before I kind of got back into doing shoes, I was, you know, doing door-to-door sales and, you know, doing all kinds of other stuff and, you know, making no money. And now it's like I'm, I'm doing what people would, you know, look at as a dream, you know, being on the field during the Minneapolis Miracle and, you know, like all these crazy things. Like, like what? Like, this is my life. It's crazy. I still can't believe it sometimes. And that's why, you know, you have your significant other be like, all right, go take out the trash. Kind of bring back to earth. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's dope, man. You have any advice for any uh, customizers or anybody else? Actually, you have any advice for just creators, man? I think you just can't be in a rush. I, I think we're in such a such a microwave society that you just want the instant gratification that you gotta understand that 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 overnight success really does take ten years. I mean, I think <laughs> there's so much stuff that goes on. They just kind of see the highlight reel and knowing that you're putting your best foot forward. That, that there's always a lot more to it than just what you see. You know, no matter what, whether it struggles, you know, your your favorite athlete or celebrity is probably dealing with the same BS at home that you are. But they're not telling you about it. <laughs> right. So I, I think you just have to understand that, you know, comparing yourself to other people, there's no way that you're going to be happy doing that. Just focus on the things you can, can control, which is you, you, how you react to things and your own, you know, progress. I think that's very important. You know, be happy for me and what I'm doing, but don't be like, I want to do what he does. You know, be like, I'm happy for Mosh. I'm going to do my own thing. I think I think that's the probably the best advice I can give somebody. I think that's good advice. You know, like I said, you know, in our in our area, you know, at one point it was like this many pod, sneaker podcasts, and now it's like this many sneaker podcasts. You know, and you know it right. makes you feel a certain way at some point. And you know, I'm sure you've gone through the exact same thing. I mean, there are t- so many sneaker customizers out there. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, there's so many out there. It's not even. F- I see YouTube videos of everybody doing something and something and something, and I'm like, man, you were just you know, whatever. And I have personal friends who are doing it and they're getting into it and they're taking orders and they're doing stuff, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think it's just, you know, being able to, like you said, focus on yourself, stay in your own lane, keep doing, understand it doesn't come overnight. There's a lot of people who stopped, you know, that first, you know, year they thought they'd be out there hanging out with, you know, Quavo and everybody and no, it didn't happen, you know, so they're like, forget this, you know, this messed up. I thought I would have a billion YouTube subscribers and, you know, so... Um, I, I respect that. Yeah, I figured I, I didn't meet Quavo till year fourteen. <laughs> Keep that in perspective, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing to do. Like I, I will tell you, like probably the last like uh, the last year, year and a half. Like I mean, we've always gotten a lot of attention from a lot of people, and you know, we get field emails and DMs and stuff like that. But I would say like the last couple of years has been like really, really picking it up, and it's where a lot of it is more for ourselves, where it's like it makes you feel good. Like okay, you're doing something right. You know, it's just like. That, that's all that matters to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just care that, like, like I'm going to tell you, like, you DM'd me. I was like, did he, did somebody tell him? Like, did he? And then you <laughs> said you listen. I was like, you listen to us? Like, I'm like, well, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I like that. Like, I was like, dang, like, you know, I feel like I see you, you know, standing next to Steph Curry. Like, the heck, he got time to listen to this little sneaker podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hey, well, hey, everybody has to go home at some point. <laughs> right. Uh, everyone, like, I mean, like I said, with, with me, I listen to more podcasts than I do music now, which is oh, kind of yeah. crazy. Way more. But, and I think yeah. that happens, like, you just, like, I don't know, as you get older, like, your mind, just opinions, and you're into politics, you're into everything. and Oh, yeah. Like, you would never thought when you were a kid, you're like, why is it listen, listen to the news or, like, talk radio? Like, oh, like, yeah. Like, I used to hate so, when my dad would listen to, like, 
talk radio or sports talk in the car. Like, oh, my gosh. But now I'm sitting there, like, yelling at the radio, yelling at the podcast, you know, firing off tweets, you know. You're getting all this stuff off. So, But, no, Masha, I appreciate you coming on talking to me, man. And I I appreciate you talking to me as late as it is out there where you are. You know, you got a family and kids and stuff, and I do as well. You know, it's I appreciate your wife. And, you know, you could be spending time with them, but, you know, you decided to give us a little bit of your time. Hey, and like I said, I appreciate you giving me the the platform. And like I said, like it's one of those things where, you know, I, I like I like to talk about stuff that I'm passionate about. And you know, if people are willing to listen and understand, you know, I guess other things. I'm always I'm I'll I'll ramble for hours. I mean, it's one of those <laughs> I could talk shoes forever. So, and I love it. it uh, I love it. Oh, um, cool, man. Uh, I, I wish I you nothing. It. Yeah, of course, I wish you nothing but success, man. I, I love it. I can't wait for them to come out. I, I want nothing but the best, and I can't wait to see what, what's coming up next for you, man. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mosh. I'll, I'll talk to you later, man. I appreciate the Thanks. time, though. Thanks, bro. Thank you. It. Later. Thanks. Ah, all right. I think that hung up. I don't think he's still on the line. I uh, appreciate about who likes, subscribe, listen to the podcast. It was a little different, you know, the conversation. You know, uh, if you had heard the last episode, you know, I had made a few comments regarding um, his shoe, and he actually hit me up and wanted to talk about it. And I love that. And I've said that a lot about all brands and people all the time. If we say something you don't like, please feel free to come on here and elaborate and explain and describe or tell us to shut the f up. Like it's perfectly fine that's what this pat this podcast is for that's what this platform is for i hope anybody who's a creator took something from this learned something i did you know i I listened to what he said it you know you will look at a mosh timeline you will all you got to do is type in mosh and google mosh customizer the most articles and revered and reviews and everything about him and he's worked hard and he's earned it and you know one day for myself and I think a lot of other people who are creators in their niche field um, within their own lives they want the same success so it's good to hear somebody say I've been doing this for this long and I didn't meet this person until this you know year of my career and uh Man, I, I enjoyed the conversation. And to hear Mosh say that he listens to us and, you know, stuff like that is it makes you feel good. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to, you know, it, it makes you feel good. It's like, dang, like you at some point reached him and you didn't even know it. He's never posted about us. He's never said anything about us. Never messaged me. I've never had a conversation with him ever. And, you know, just like that, something that you create can reach out and, uh, you know, now I have a connection on that side of the, you know, another connection on that side of the country, you know. Um, and like I said, it's really late where he's at. It's late where I'm at. But, you know, I appreciate him. Uh, like, subscribe, review, all that. Hopefully, George is back next week. I don't know. If not, one thing you count on, we'll be back next week. I'll be back next week. Have Andy in the studio, something like that. Do a top 10, get back to it, talk a little bit more direct, direct with sneakers. But, you know, it's always good to learn something from somebody that you didn't know and pick up some tips and go from there. Uh, Nothing else. That's the sneak this. Pow, 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 pow.